Welcome to Cyclevision, the podcast communicating the impact of innovation. I'm Nigel Schweitzer and joined by co-host Frankie Lavar. Hi, Frankie. Hi, Nigel. How are you today? I'm good. Today's guest is chairman and former CEO at Mintel, the leading market intelligence company, talking to us from Chicago. Hi, Peter. Hello, Nigel. Hello, Frankie. How are you both? Great. Peter, we're delighted that you can join us today. And I think we'd like to kick off with for our listeners is you can give us a little bit of background about you. Tell us about your career to date. By trade, I'm an advertising guy. Always passionate as a kid about advertising. Absolutely love advertising. Really fascinated by how it works with people on an emotional level. Went to business school, moved into advertising, and then joined Mintel 25 years ago as marketing director. And then, as Nigel mentioned, ended up as CEO for 17 years. And then a few months ago, became chairman. Great. Thanks, Peter. And I do remember doing a bit of advertising myself when I was at Procter & Gamble. But maybe if we can think about getting you to talk a little bit about Mintel. A few podcasts ago, we had Jason from Tech Insights, a provider of market intelligence around the semiconductor industry. And we got some great insight from him, but be great to hear What's Mintel delivering to its customers? We've got a very simple purpose, which is to help our customers grow. We've got about 5,000 of them around the world. What we do for them is we help them understand what consumers want and why. We have some fantastic data sources, of course. Cypher is one of them. We gather a lot of consumer research, ask a lot of questions around the world in 36 countries, and then we use that to look for real insights. So, for example, we have a fantastic database called the Global New Product Database that looks at consumer packaged goods around the world. We gather 38,000 new products each month. Can you imagine that? And then we match that. We look at it for our clients and we say, okay, what of those are good ideas? Which ones really map well to what consumers want? Essentially, we help all those customers win. How do they win in a competitive environment and develop products and innovate in a way that's going to really appeal to consumers? And Peter, surely there are other providers of market intelligence out there. What do you think makes Mintel have the prestigious honour of being number one in the industry? I don't know if anybody else does the same thing. (laughs) None, frankly. No, of course, there's lots of research companies out there, but we're quite unique in that we have a bank of great experts who use all these data sources. We interpret it and we show them those opportunities to win those gaps in the marketplace. And there are thousands of gaps in the marketplace, particularly now with all the growth of technology, with all that's going on in the world, consumer behavior is changing at perhaps the most interesting rate that I've seen in my career. Fascinating opportunities and being able to help our clients spot those opportunities and then show them how to build products and advertising that's going to help them make the most sales to win in the marketplace. You were talking there about changing consumer habits and trends. Would you be able to share any of the most recent ones that Mintel is uncovering with us? Yes. The world's been locked down for nigh on two years now, and that's had a huge impact on us as people around the world. There's a real need to regain control. Everybody's been frustrated. They're being told what to do. They're just fed up. They want to make sure that they can 
find products and services that give them that sense of control. So there's obviously a heightened concern about wellness, about immune health, about emotional well-being and psychological well-being. We're seeing an awful lot of products that are beginning to take advantage of some of those changes. Some of the other trends that we're seeing are a desire for playfulness and fun. Now, everybody's been, as I said, a little bit down in the mouth. They want to enjoy life. That's not just going on adventure holidays. It can be things as simple as having some fun making a family meal together. So we're seeing a lot of interesting ideas where different companies are gamifying what they're doing. I was looking at a company that was gamifying recipe. You and Junior might choose Fran to go and make a meal together, but they're using technology to turn it into a game and make it entertaining for your children and yourself. The third trend I want to talk about is how we're changing the way we interact with our environment. Now spaces are multifunctional. There's an opportunity for pubs, for example, to be able to rent out spaces to work and do podcasts from the pub whilst you're drinking a pint. There's an opportunity for retailers to be able to act as recycling centres. And also when you go to your local Tesco's, they should be having chefs demonstrate how to cook in a fun, engaging way. So you shouldn't just be going to a destination to really just have that one function. It needs to be multifunctional and it needs to be fun at the same time. When you were mentioning the number of new products that you're seeing coming onto the marketplace, how are you seeing the pace of technology and innovation in those new products that are then meeting those consumer needs? I think we've only just scratched the surface. There is a pace of technological change on many, many different levels, wearable technology, technology in the home, but also technologies that you can see in terms of the way food and drink is developed and the opportunities there to be able to take advantage of what consumers are worried about and meet some of their needs. Because we've seen that use of technology by consumers has increased dramatically through the pandemic. You know, 7% more people of older generations are actually using technology that weren't using technology before. They've gone online because they've been stuck at home. And so there's much, much bigger opportunities than there were two years ago for companies to take advantage of technology. With Mintel, you're also looking at health and beauty and personal care products. Are you seeing an uptick in terms of, sort of new scientific innovations that are coming in to meet consumer needs there? Oh, you bet. Fantastic amount. Everything from alternative protein sources, because protein is one of the biggest trends in consumer diets at the moment. People have moved away from carbs for a few years now. They've been looking at low-carb diets. They want new sources of protein. We've been talking about some of the patterns we've seen around using some of the distinct proteins that can now be extracted from bamboo, which is a really good environmentally friendly way of technology helping meet consumer needs. We're looking at some of the innovations that consumers are requiring. What's our experience when we're speaking to our other customers in other sectors around innovation trends? Well, look, at Cypher, we often say that all sectors are technology sectors. And when Peter and I started our conversation must be, what, three years ago. Mintel were thinking about new sources of data for predictive analytics to help people understand these trends that Peter was talking about. In the back of my mind, I thought, 
look, I understand patents affect med tech and semicon and all the major technology, aerospace and defense, but I wonder whether we'll be able to support Mintel. I'm sure we'll come on to talk about Patent Watch, but Mintel published like two a month on trends that are heavily impacted by technology. And companies are giving out this information signal. I remember reading one at the time of the pandemic about hand sanitizers. That's not just a bit of disinfectant in a squeezy bottle. There's an epic amount of science going on to win that market. Sports nutrition isn't about sticking a bit of sugar in, in some water and hoping that gives you a little pet. I've always been staggered whenever I read the next Mintel report of just how much science and how food and drink and wellness have become almost pharmaceutical in nature. I don't mean because they're regulated, but because so much R&D goes into that differentiation. Possibly it's easier for listeners to understand when we talk about semicon or we bring Armon to talk about chip manufacture. I hope people are leaning into this podcast just being amazed by just how much technology is driving the winning brands in food and drink and beauty and personal care. I don't know if that resonates with you, Peter. You remind me of something we've been talking about in Patent Watch around obesity and weight management and recently discovered that microbacteria actually helps with weight management. And so prebiotics and probiotics have been around for a little while now, but there's emerging technologies that are appearing in lots of drinks now that are helping people manage their weight through those microbacteria and having delivering more microbacteria for people to help digest food more easily and more positively and manage their weight. I certainly wasn't aware of any of that technology until I looked at Patent Watch and used Cypher. I mentioned earlier that, that mental health and well-being is one of the big things that consumers are worried about. And so we're seeing lots of technologies. We're using botanical blends to help mental acuity, for example, is looking at something called an eye Q bar, which is essentially a, a nutrient bar with six different active ingredients that help brain function. Has anybody on this podcast got teenagers? I have teenage boy. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, clearly I'm the oldest. So I'm though. listening. I'm listening. Yes. <laughs> One trend you might be familiar with is teenage boys and online gaming. There's actually products out there that have got patents that are designed to help speed of thought when you're gaming. Can you imagine? I'm, I'm never going to tell my son that, but a drink that's going to help him actually win games because his brain functions more quickly, thanks to some clever patent technology. I'm going to just pause for a minute here, Peter. You've mentioned the word patent two or three times in the last minute. If I'd have asked your younger advertising self whether patents would have ever entered your vocabulary, you might not have thought so. Why did you think of patents as a source of additional insight? And how have you made use of the information to provide better insight to customers? Started over a pint of beer with a friend of mine. I know this the guy called Nigel who's got this great database called Cypher. Okay. Well, that's interesting because patents are really helpful to us to be able to understand how companies like Nestle and Danone are innovating. Nestle want to know what Danone are up to and Unilever want to know what Procter & Gamble are up to. We're forever giving them those landscapes. And I had no idea until I started working with you, Nigel, and Cypher, just how many patents there were out there that were relevant to our industry. You know, there's tens of millions of patents, and it's a huge 
potential opportunity and competitive advantage for all of these food and drink manufacturers around the world. If they use that data, they can get ahead of the competition by just simply innovating around some of these patterns. They're all using them for ideas to build on and develop products that use similar technologies or develop their own technologies. A great example of patents being used for the right reason. Patents get a bit of a poor reputation for being weapons or creating monopolies. But hats off to Mintel and to the previous podcast to Tech Insights, who are using it as scientific information. And predictive analytics means looking at the best information you can find and seeing if it tells you about the trends of tomorrow. And I think you do a phenomenal job with Pattern Watch, not because you use Cypher data, but because of the way you integrate it. And I always think that patent information comes to life when combined with the best-in-class information about the market. Patents give you one view of the market. I think we work with 16,000 different R&D folks around the world at Intel who use the GMPD. And they're a pretty bright bunch. They're continually developing all of these new ideas. And it just makes sense that there's millions and millions of great ideas out there. And I see the opportunity, the positivity behind how it can be used to develop new ideas. How can we look at mental health? How can we look at other ingredients or develop technologies that help us help consumers with their mental acuity? It's a treasure trove. What is it? 60 million patents you have on Cypher? What was the number? Maybe up to 100 million. 100 million. There you go. And there's no way that our analysts, however clever they are, can possibly do that. And thanks to what you've done with the way that you've built the taxonomy, you've put it all neatly into companies and product areas. So we can search it very easily, which is not to be underestimated. That sounds very simple. It's not. The work that you've done to build it has been incredible. And the technology, the AI technology that you use behind it, I'm in awe of. And it just simply saves time and generates huge innovative ideas for some of these brands. And I think they've only just scratched the surface of the opportunities that they've got out there in terms of things that consumers want and to understand the patent landscape properly. I still don't think people are taking anywhere near the advantage they could of it. We're, we're trying to help them at Mintel with Cypher's help, but I think there's still a long way to go. We can move on to a big topic that I think is on everyone's minds around sustainability and thinking about if patent data can be an indicator of innovation that's coming in the future. And to Nigel's point around how Mintel is able to almost triangulate different data points, what are you seeing on the sustainability front coming forward? A lot. We've got a barometer. We ask consumers in these 36 countries specific questions around sustainability. One of the things that we've learned is consumers are obviously hugely interested in the area and really want to save the planet. But what they do is they devolve the responsibility they think it's the responsibility of organizations like Unilever, like Mintel, like Cypher, to actually do the right thing and provide sustainable products for them. We're seeing an awful lot of products coming out that play to that with respect to reusing materials that come out of production processes to make other products. One I particularly like, I'm afraid... 
frankly, there's the beer theme this morning, given it's only nine o'clock in the morning here in Chicago. I don't know why I'm thinking about beer this early in Go the morning. Go for it. But... <laughs> it's a lot UK time zone. <laughs> <laughs> there's a beer that in the south of England that I was looking at, and this is in Patton Watch, that is made out of breadcrumbs. And that is really going to appeal to consumers there's that wholesome feel you know it's bread it's not that harmful but also reusing breadcrumbs that have fallen out of the process of making the bread to make another product beer that most people love we're seeing products being made with banana peel because of the active ingredients there another demand that consumers have is honesty and openness from companies this brand transition juice they've they've done a really good job of saying hey we're not farming in an organic way but if you buy our product then we're going to reinvest in organic farming methods and so what they're saying okay we're not there yet but we're trying and with your help if you buy our product we're going to together help improve and save the planet if we take the theme of honesty in terms of are actually organizations doing what they say in terms of innovating to become more sustainable. Nigel, we've had conversations around whether organizations are being honest around this and how can you actually track that going forward? In cipher land, the word honesty often lands as the word transparency. In the sustainability agenda, we see people greenwashing of saying that they're doing one thing but doing another. And we're working with Mintel to see how the same approach to mapping patterns to technologies can study some of these trends that we've discussed today, whether it be saving the planet, what could be water, it could be packaging, it could be recycling, it could be making better use of materials, it could be supply chain management. And I think there's very, very significant potential to use the technology landscape to really expose, to bring transparency to those companies who are investing in technologies that will help to get to net zero, or as Paul Pullman would say, to net positive, and those companies who talk a good game, but don't walk a good game. I think it's important to set goals, but then show progress. You see some companies that are actually actively doing that and giving themselves a score on their progress and really going that extra yard to communicate that progress. So putting QR codes so consumers can trust that they can see every day what they've done. I think we're coming towards the end of our time together. I would like to get your view in terms of what do you see the future holds for what consumers are going to be demanding in the future and how is Mintel going to be responding to that? Consumers are going to want an awful lot of openness but they're also interested in personalization of products we're selfish creatures you know we're interested in our own health and well-being so we talk a lot about hyper personalization particularly using technology if you imagine yourself getting up in the morning we can see in the future that you're going to look in the mirror and that technology is going to be able to see whether Your hair is looking a little bit more bald, which seems to be the case every day of my life. And ultimately, my shampoo will be redeveloped as I grow older to help with my hair loss. Similarly, if I had one too many glasses of wine the night before, the biometric readings from my watch overnight will say, okay, your sleep patterns were pretty awful. We're going to put a couple of extra 
micrograms of caffeine in your coffee in the morning. I think it's such an exciting world we're going to look at going forward in terms of how consumers are going to want more personalization of the products and services they've got and the opportunity for businesses to provide that personalization. I always like to end these conversations, Peter, with kind of a summary, a key takeaway, what we call the cipher vision. What would you say to our listeners? I'd say look optimistically at the future, look for opportunities, make sure that you take advantage of all of the technologies that are out there to personalise things for us as people and make life more enjoyable. Consumers look to brands that align with the values and to the products that meet their needs. The pandemic, as Peter's been talking about, has heightened consumer demand for products that both embrace technology and that deliver health, nutrition and wellness benefits. Consumers expect, maybe they demand transparency and honesty, not only about the product, but on a range of sustainability issues also. For nearly 50 years, Mintel has been that trusted source for market leaders across the globe, delivering insight on the trends of the moment and those that will impact our future. As you know, Peter, Cypher values immensely its partnership with Mintel. We can communicate who owns what technology, but it's Mintel that's integrated this into reports such as Pattern Watch to create a powerful source of predictive analysis. Thank you, Peter, for making this possible and for today's conversation. You're welcome, Nigel. Frankie, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Cypher Vision podcast series. Please continue the conversation on social using hashtag CypherVision and share your thoughts about today's episode on market intelligence, technology, and trust.